Welcome to the Bambushi Happy Hour. I am Peju Bambushi Ravelsberger. Hi, everyone, and I'm Naomi Bambushi. And this is the Bambushi Happy Hour film and TV edition. I almost forgot which edition it was, Ma. Uh, how are you feeling? What's up? I'm feeling wonderful, sweetie. Everything is great on my end. Looking forward to traveling coming up in a few weeks. And everything is wonderful. Looking forward to spring as we're winding up with the month of March. Um, everything is beautiful. What's going on on your end? Uh, everything is good. Uh, you know, working hard um, and enjoying working hard. Uh, went out to a really cool uh, Southern, I, I will say like, uh, you know, uh, upscale Southern restaurant on this past weekend. And um, it is uh, called Roots, a Southern okay. Table. And R O O T S roots, as in correct. Oh, okay. Yeah, and and it is a Tiffany Chef Tiffany Dairy, Dairy's restaurant. She is a former contestant on Top Chef, and she is now, and she's a black woman. Okay. Forgot to mention that. And yeah, she wonderful. is, and she's on the tournament of champions that's on right now. So, um, oh, okay. delicious okay. food. Huh? Oh, good for you. Okay. Shout out to chef Tiffany. I'm going to be going by there sometime very soon. Did you say it was in farmer's branch? It is in farmer's branch. Correct. Okay. Yes. yes it's okay. packed though. So you better make sure you make your reservation. Make sure you have your reservation guys. All right. Shout out to roots and chef Tiffany. All right, sweetie, what else is going on? All right, Ma, I know we'll we'll talk about it at a later date. We didn't have any have time to I was gonna ask you whether or not Trump was uh was he arrested or in jail, but I guess not yet. Mm, not um, yet. Let's just keep our fingers crossed. But I also um wanted to do uh we're gonna do our toast and we're toasting to um Lance Reddick who, you know, just passed away a couple of days ago. Everybody knows him from The Wire. And he's also in the John Wick movies. He was actually, you know, doing a promo tour for the movie. It's coming out on Friday. Uh, so I wanted to do an RIP for him. Uh, uh, okay. and, and we're we're toasting um, with uh, Taylor Red, who is uh, a guest that we have on an upcoming episode for her Red Rose Vodka, Ma. So okay. Ahead. All right, let's raise our glasses to long life and prosperity, health, wealth, and happiness, and rest in peace to our brother, Brother Reddy. Salud. Salud. Okay, nice refreshing beverage. Okay. All right. All right so let's let's get into we have a couple movies, Mom. Okay. The first movie is a familiar face, Mr. Idris Elba, Luther, the fallen son. And we have, of course, Idris, Cynthia Erivo, and Andy Serkis. Luther is in prison. Poor Luther. You know, after he was thrown in jail for going vigilante, as always, um, in the midst of one of his biggest cases, a serial killer played by Andy Serkis terrorizes London. And Luther is haunted by his failure to have him arrested. And so this is kind of, you know, really a, re a redemption movie for uh, the character Luther Ma. What are your thoughts on Luther, The Fallen Son? Oh, you know, uh, I'm a fan of Idris Elba anyway, but I'm also a fan of the series Luther. 
And um, and this movie was just, you know, not just, was Luther on steroids. <laughs> you know, it was uh, even more Luther. And, and of course, he is always heroic. He's troubled. It seems that trouble always follows him. You know, he's a renegade. He's everything. But in the end, he's true to himself and heroic. And I love the part he plays. Uh, I love the way he can, you know, stick to his beliefs and he can turn a bad situation into a good situation. I love his level, level of commitment. And I was very uh, pleased to see uh, Cynthia Arriva, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, uh, having a major part in this movie. Mm -hmm. And she was a, a co-worker of his and she was it was wonderful. You know, mm -hmm. I don't want to say too much. I never know when I'm saying too much or not. But she had a big part in this. And um, and the chemistry with them was very good. They weren't lovers uh, in this movie, but they were friends and co-workers. They were sort of frenemies. And, and then they became real enemies. Yeah, because at one point she was, you know. How she, do you know they weren't lovers, Ma? Well, How they do didn't you know show that? that. They didn't How, show that. Are you and sure they didn't show that. it? I didn't see him show it. Maybe I went to the ladies' room. Maybe I went for a break for a refreshing. Ma, break. I'm just saying we don't know. There may have been a romance for the people who have not seen it. That's all I'm saying. I enjoyed it very much, and <laughs> I'll just say that I'll just say that, that Cynthia Arrivo was very good. Sometimes I get a little bit annoyed with her because I think her face is kind of blank and expressionless. Uh, and this one, I, I got her. I got her character. It came across it read as believable and sincere. And, um, uh, you know, I, I give it a I'm going to give it a top shelf. I'm giving it a low top shelf. Eight point five. OK, uh, I, uh, you know, it was like you said, it was good to see Cynthia Rebo. I forget that Cynthia Rebo is British. Uh, uh, obviously. Idris Elba is just anything he's in I want to watch um I thought that he did a good job obviously continued on with his really famous popular character Luther um I wasn't as high on it as you were Ma because I think that the actual series was uh, was better than this little kind of spinoff and I and I think it was just kind of really like over the top uh, you know, like some of the scenes when he's like underground and like the train is uh, passing well, a lot by. Of his, a lot of the Luther stuff is over the top. Well, it, and I it's guess regular show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, concerned. No, I, you're right. Uh, it, you know, the the crime was very extreme. Yeah, you he know, always um, becomes insurmountable odds. Yeah, That's it was about Luther. It, it, yeah, it was almost like he. That I don't want to say he was James Bond, but he was a. Uh, you know, just like a, a super He's a superhero, superhero. He's like a, right, 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 yeah. right. That's um, exactly what it's so, like. He's the Black Brit superhero, Luther. Right. So, I love. It. So, I love um, it. I, I, I thought it was good. Um, you know, I, I but I, I just thought it was just, just too outlandish. Um, but I'm gonna give it a premium. Um, and I'm gonna go a six point five premium. I still, I recommend it. Whoa, but, but I'm 6. not point five. Yeah. Oh my my. Mm -mm. Okay. okay. Well, well, there's okay. a big disparity. Oh, I loved it. I enjoyed it very much. You just okay. wanted to see Luther. I mean, uh, I just okay. Yeah, you know, but well, both things are true. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. The next the next movie, my I think we probably are more in agreement on uh, Boston Strangler, starring Kieran Knightley, uh, is about this is really the woman who broke the story of the infamous uh, murderer, the Boston Strangler, who kills was it thirteen women. Uh, in Boston, Massachusetts, who knows the numbers, 13, 15, something like that. Uh, this really just revolved pretty much around her her story and her life and didn't really go in depth with the actual uh, murderous psychopath. Um, and just offhand, um, it was just very like whole hummish. It was okay. Uh, I thought it was going to be better than it was. Um, Kira Knightley was okay. I didn't really care about her character as much i really wanted to know more about either the victims or either uh the the killer and i think that's kind of where the issue was to me um and just off him i let you go um i'm going to give this um a very uh i'm gonna give it a a hooch but i'm gonna give it a a higher hooch probably like right at 4.5 hooch because i think that they were trying to do something different but it just didn't I didn't feel it. So I thought it was, I thought the title of it was actually very misleading and maybe it had some sort of subtitles after the main title. I'm not really sure, but it led you to believe that you were going to see a movie about the Boston Strangler. Mm -hmm. It was barely about the Boston Strangler. Mm -hmm. It was much more so about the female writer who uh, investigated and wrote about it. It was much more about her own life, her own victories and failures and, you know, and problems she had to overcome being a female writer back in the 60s. And, and a mom. Um, yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, the, you know, the threat it was to her marriage, trying to balance everything and her commitment to her uh, craft and so on and so forth. Um, I really did not, and and Jen, it was not that interesting, and uh, and I real, and she was not the only one. There was another reporter there who had been there before her, and who apparently was better even than she was prior to at least the writing of this story. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so she really wasn't like the first uh, anything, you know. But it there were few, and mm-hmm. at that time, and it told about her, you know her victories and defeats and so forth. And it was very bland. Um, I did not like it at all. Thought the title was very misleading. You know, it was a story and her investigation into the Boston Strangler, you know, uh, you know, the uh, event or events. I don't even know if it was the actual person, but it was about the person who was arrested and people surrounding him, uh, Albert DeSalvo, I think, you know, most people know, Mm -hmm. but it was not an in-depth look at the Boston Strangler, how he got to be, anything about him, just nothing. And, And I think to have named it, to have titled this movie, The Boston Strangler, it was deceptive. Mm -hmm. I think it should have had a different kind of title. You know, and um, and I was displeased with it. Frankly, I wasn't happy with it at all. I'm giving it a hooch four. Yeah, I, I'm with you on there, Ma. Okay, um, let's move on to a series um that is extremely popular and kind of like the talk of the the world, kind of, uh, which is The Last of Us. Um, 
And uh, I thought that it had a very interesting ending for Joel and Ellie. Um, it was very Joel. Uh, I don't know if he started thinking about his own daughter um, when he was just so determined to save Ellie. Um, I also feel that it kind of is giving us, you know, it's just kind of foreshadowing of what's going to happen next season because it's definitely coming back for, uh, you know, next, uh, season two in which he was deceptive. He didn't tell Ellie uh, that Ellie really was the only hope for a cure. And, um, you know, I think it's going to be an issue. I don't, I don't know how Ellie's going to take that. I mean, Ellie should feel that, oh, well, he really, you know, cares about me and did everything he could to save me, but he knows how I felt. Like I, I really, I wanted to help others. Yeah. Uh, but but then but then Ellie didn't know that it would also be her life that would be sacrificed sacrificed. Right. Uh, and yeah, oh, so I'm sorry. No no no. There's that mm -hmm. piece of it too. And the the thing that I think the writers wanted to convey to us is that Joe couldn't take another loss. Mm -hmm. He couldn't take another loss. It didn't even matter to him at that point that she might save the rest of the humanity or, or whatever. He just couldn't take it. And that's why it was just so easy for him to do what he had to do when they were going to, you know, perform the operation on her. It was so easy for him to have no second thought about killing the doctor and everybody surrounding, you know, everybody surrounding the doctor and the mom's best friend. Mm -hmm. He, you know, he had no qualms about doing it at all because he has grown to love, um, what's her name? Ellie. He Ellie, has, yeah. Uh, he has grown to love Ellie. And um he, he just he he mentally and emotionally, he just was not equipped to see her go or yeah. see her potentially go. And um, and that's what it was. It was just that simple and also it was that uh deep, you mm -hmm. know. So um, and that's where we are. And I don't know what's gonna happen, except I'm hoping that they're gonna come up with something else. Yeah. I'm hoping. Uh -huh. hoping. I yeah. hope so too. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it uh, last Me month, just the, the entire season. I didn't know yeah. what to expect going into it. I had never heard about the game, but the game obviously is hugely popular. Um, I thought that, um, oh gosh, uh, Pedro, uh, Pedro Pascal was uh, awesome. He was amazing. And I thought that Bella Ramsey, I thought the two of them, they have really good chemistry, almost like a, you know, father, uh, daughter relationship. Yeah. And so um, okay. it, for me, this was just a top shelf. And if you haven't, you know, started watching it, guys, get on it. Um, it's excellent. Really, really uh, good. We, I'm, in, I'm in agreement. Nine oh, and yeah. a half top shelf. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Me too. I think the writers are really doing their thing and the actors just, you know, they just are in sync. You know, it's, it's, I didn't think I would like it. I really started out just determined not to want to be bothered with it because I don't like those, like I said, those apocalyptic, uh, dystopian type movies in general. I don't like them. Mm -hmm. But this one is apocalyptic, but I'm seeing some redemption. You know, maybe it's all in my head, maybe it's wishful thinking, but it's in my mind that I'm seeing some redemption. Okay. You know, so let's just see toward the end let's just see all right uh so we're gonna move on to another series that had its season finale and it was you um and 
just in general, Ma, I don't know what you thought about the last season of you. I thought the first season was just like, it felt like a, a completely different season than the second half of this. Uh, what is it? The fourth season? Uh, I thought that Joe, um, you know, he was back to himself. We we see that Joe was really the killer the entire time. Um, and poor Marion was, he had her in a cage. I'm glad that she was able to, you know, get away. Uh, I don't know what his, it, how he really feels about Kate, except that Kate can provide him a, a level of protection and, and have her as a cover. Um, Who knows her background? Right, right. You know, I, I mean, she's pretty mysterious there herself. Right, right. And um, she, it was a whole nother identity. And she's the one who was helping on this thing. I don't ask me any question. Don't ask, don't tell. I won't ask yeah. you nothing. Just moving forward, we'll be, yeah. you know, honest. But, you know, all the, the history, they, you know, are, you know, gone. Yeah. We're not even going to talk about the history. So I don't know. You know, who's, you know, she has stalkers and whatever, you know, who knows what's going on with her and that relationship she has with her father. All right. Right. So. Well, I mean, he Joe has killed pretty much everyone around him or tried to kill everyone around him. So I just don't know how much longer they're going to keep going with this story. Well, well, see, that's what I'm saying, too. Yeah. How many seasons are you going to have it? This man running around in between murders, he's living the life of Riley. In yeah. between murders, he's having a good time. Yeah, yeah. You know, meeting the ladies and having <laughs> his love life and whatever he's doing. You know, he and... doesn't seem to be suffering very much for any of it. Yeah. And for all the love that he had for his last girlfriend, he seems to be doing pretty good moving on to the next one. Yeah, and he tried to kill the last one and thought he did kill the last one. You know, so, didn't. You, know, uh, you know. So, I don't know. I, I You know, I, I still enjoyed it. I enjoyed he's, the second He's the, he's the Donald numbers. Trump of serial killers. You right, know? right. Just keep on going. You know, right? So, but yeah. the the first half it's exciting me, and interesting, but you know, but you want to see him get his comeuppance, okay? Yeah, you know, yeah. We're too happy seeing serial killers just going around living a lovely life. That's not good. That's not good, Mom. What do you give it when you give this past season? I give this past season. Uh, I give this past season. I I got to give it. I got to give it a high premium. I'm gonna go with seven point five. Okay, I was somewhere in there. I'm going to give it a, a seven premium. Yeah, okay. Okay. All right, we also have to talk about the season finale of BMF, Ma. And, um, you know, we know we are confronted with, um, I guess it was the penultimate episode in which um, Lamar kills the mother of his kid. So we saw that. And Lamar is just, you know, slowly going into the drug culture. And I guess we don't know if he will. But well, we don't know how slowly. We, we don't know how slowly. We know it hasn't killed him yet. Well, it hasn't. It's not slowly. That was the, the bad, a bad word right, to right. describe it. The idea is that it's supposed to happen rapidly. Right. Um, we did see him uh, in the last episode that he yeah. apparently was not dead because he was walking down through like Crack Alley or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know. Skid Row um, or whatever. Well, it wasn't mm -hmm, Skid Row, but mm -hmm. yeah. And um, oh. but we see for all intents and purposes, I don't think he even has the mindset or, or the mental wherewithal to try to, you know, continue waging his war against um, uh, BMF. I don't think that's happening now because he's too preoccupied with trying to get drugs. Right. You know, right. so 
He's not, he isn't the literally dead, but for all intents and purposes, he's out of the game. And it's just a matter of time before they really do, you know, before he really does, you know, um, end up dead. At least that's yeah. the way it's going. Yeah. And I mean, Meech, Meech, I think Meech's idea to have him OD and just feed him a bunch of drugs, I think that was a good idea. But the only thing is uh, there's a level of uncertainty because you don't know his tolerance for drugs and you don't know the potency of the drugs. Right. And either or, you know, it'll, it all, it means that you don't know. But it is certain that if that's all he's doing, he's just going for the drugs, the drugs, the drugs. Um, with a vengeance, the way he's doing it, the same vengeance he showed toward going after Meechin family, he's shown it uh, toward pursuing drugs, apparently. You're right. So, right. so let's just yeah. see how that ends up. Yeah. But I think it was I think it was probably a better idea than for Meech to kill him. The only thing is that they could have given him enough drugs right then to make sure he died. But right. they didn't do that. So they want him to hang out in the picture a little bit longer for some purpose. Yeah. And I just and I really just don't like Lamar. I don't Lamar I don't even horrible. like him as a villain. Like, is that terrible? Like, I just no, don't. that's not, he he is horrible. He is vile. He yeah. is horrible. And I feel so bad. But like I said, they wanted to have him in the picture continue on, you know, mm -hmm. for us to love to hate him because the girlfriend should have really killed him. Right, right. You know, the girlfriend had her opportunity. Yeah. But she just couldn't bring herself to do it because I guess he really is the father of her daughter. So right. I guess she didn't want to do it. You know, But he but, could do it to her. But he didn't have any problem doing it to her. Right. But he's that different person, you know. Yeah. So okay. So, yeah. So that um, and then you know, obviously, um, you know, the Terry and Meech's mom, you know, she's just pretty much done with the father, and I can understand, you know, why she's done with him because right. he just didn't have any type of consideration. He could have, you know, they could have. She wanted to go, I guess, to some type of counseling. Maybe it was, you know, more, more, I guess, under the church umbrella. But it was still that she wanted to do something to, you know, help yeah. her marriage. And she was, yeah. you know, trying to wear lingerie and do all this other stuff. And he just kind of shut her down. And um, I, I understand. I understand where she's coming from. Uh, how about the how about the real deal is that he went with the the friend, the, the friend. Friend. Well, that was the that, that was the worst. I mean, that was yeah. the real thing that put the icing on the cake. Yeah. Because he didn't just shut her down. He sought, you know, his companionship or whatever, his sex thing from someplace else. And, right. Um, and, right, and right. that really hurt the mother because then she figured she's letting this woman in her home embracing right. her as a, some sort of a friend and she's just you know Judas you know right so, right okay okay well um and then what oh Terry at the end uh it, you know we don't know what happens to Terry we don't know if he is going well we know Terry survives because he's still alive now yeah. Um, but we don't know if he what damage is going to be done to him at that point. Right. And right. Uh, was wait, was uh, Lala's character in the car? Lala right? was in the car with him. Right. Oh, him man. and Lala were cruising through. Yeah. yeah. And all I, I just, um, my, you know, I, I like Lala. Maybe they got Lala. Maybe yeah. they shot Lala. You know, I like Lala, but she happens. is just, they just keep throwing her in these roles that either she is not a good fit for, whether it's the age or either her acting chops aren't good for that particular role. And right. for this, um, I'm going to specifically say, She's just too old to play yeah, that part. Kid didn't graduate from high school. Yet. Right. I mean, right. He's, he did not graduate because he was old. He didn't right. graduate because he just stopped going. You right. know, 
but right. he is age appropriate. At least his character is right. supposed to be age appropriate. They should have had Lala playing the the woman that went with her, the, you know, their father. Right. You know, that would have been much that more been, beautiful. Right. Right. It's and so I, I just I don't know where they were going with that, but um let's see what happens. And then my finally Meech, Meech and Monique. What do you think about that whole situation? Uh that was a heartbreaker right there. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they what they're gonna do with that because Monique is a, gonna be on the run because she's gotta get out of town. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's gonna leave and come back or something's gonna happen and she doesn't have but I don't know what they're gonna do with that. But that was a heartbroken, heartbreaking uh, scene. That was very touching. And Meech is there, and Meech is there with her, and I see how her and Meech bonded mm-hmm. because he was there helping her uh, protect her, you know, her her life really. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Her life was really under threat, mm-hmm. you know. And um, and then he was there with her with the sister when she went through that. So mm-hmm. I I thought he was going to, you know, like take care of the sister, but it, it was nothing. You know it what was, I mean? Yeah, it was, it was over. It was she over. She was gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, so that was very touching. That was, and, very and can and can I just and can I just give a shout out? You know, obviously there's been some criticism for you know for this lady, but uh, Monique, Monique is a good actress. We would like to see her well, that, continuing to right, act. Right. See, that has been the issue all along that she needed to go ahead and act. Mm-hmm. And never mind all the other stuff. Oh, I read a whole I read a whole huge article about her, her all her comments, and you know, she's apologized to almost everyone and blah blah blah, you know, and how now she's working so much and her and she's all over everything. People were telling her that all along. Let your negotiations be behind the scene, not mm-hmm. you breathing fire every time people see you. Let right. your negotiations be behind the scene. You're mm-hmm. not the only one who's had different issues and disputes and everything you know mm-hmm. it happens often but let that be behind the scene let that not define who you are and mm-hmm. stop you from working that's where she was foolish oh listen most actors and in, in particular when they have some cachet they complain about the script they complain about yeah, this thing that's right. but that's between the director between the producer go. not between that's, the public that's what your that's what your lawyers and your agents and yeah. your, that's what that's for not every time and i can see you even alluding to it once in a while mm-hmm. but not time people see you coming this is what they know they're going to hear right you know? right and 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 you are not working during that time right your career is on standstill you know, so so that's all I say about Monique. I'm glad to see her. I never thought she was a bit. I never thought she was the best stand-up comedian, but I always thought that she was a good comedic actor. And mm-hmm. then I find out dramatic actor. Yeah. You know? So she is those two things as far as I'm concerned. She's she's very talented. You know, you know she's and- appearing she's appearing somewhere in our area very soon. Yeah. Okay. okay, but so much for that. Okay, well, that's I, I, yeah, I'm not so she, so she, okay. she's up and out and doing her thing. And she is. It's good, Monique. Uh, you know, good, good, good to see you. Good to see you. Stay focused on your talent, girl, and let those other people you pay take care of everything. And, and, and you know, my it's very glaring when we see a performance like hers, and then we see Lala, or we see right. young, and then young Miami. Understand. Then you right. understand what's acting and what is not. Right. You really understand the difference. You know, and no disrespect to the other ladies. They have their talent no in another field. But you know, yeah. But listen, let me tell you, there's always only, it's just like you grade anything. Everybody's right. not getting an A. Right. Some people getting B, C, D, and some people flunking. Right. So, I mean, that's the way it is. 
Okay. Okay. So let's move on uh, to uh, Ted Lasso. So Ted Lasso had the season three premiere and um, this one was a, a kind of heavy episode too. Well, kind of, you know, it wasn't as happy go lucky. Um, you know, Ted is dropping off his son um, after his son spent the summer with him, you know, in, in the UK. Um, Rebecca is the boss. Rebecca is jealous of her ex-husband, Rupert, who um, whose team um, is, you know, people just expect that Rupert's team to do really, really well. And they think that uh, Richmond, uh, UFC Richmond, is not going to do well, that it's going to be last in its division. Um, we see that, uh, what's it, Nathan? Nathan is, is just, I think I want to make sure it's Nathan. I think it's Nathan. Uh, okay. He has a nasty, yes, Nathan. He has a very, very bad attitude um, as the coach of West, West Ham. And um, Roy and Keeley have broken up. So my, right. tell me well, what your you know, thoughts we are. We know that Roy and Keeley had broken up because they did announce it last season, but mm -hmm. they just seem to be sharing it with his little niece. Right. And, uh, you know, so we'll see how that goes. I, I, I don't know about that. Let's just see how that goes. Because um, I kind of like them together. But Me I too. just think they had a couple of things that they couldn't work out. And I think it's all new with Keely with this, you know, big position she has now. So I think that whole transition sort of threw her off her game, you know. So yeah. we'll just see how it goes, you know. Yeah. Um, but I like them uh, together uh, in general. And, you know, um, what's her name? The boss of Richmond. Rebecca. Rebecca, Rebecca, I'm sick of her with that husband, okay? I can understand her wanting to win for the sake of wanting to be successful mm -hmm. or whatever you refer to as successful, but I don't want her to be so, I don't want her emotions to be so tied to an ex-husband, you know? I want her emotions to be about what she really wants and what mm -hmm. she defines as important for herself. I don't want it because that's too stereotypical, bitter ex-wife kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure that they don't cross that line because I would like her character to be better than that, you oh, know, yeah. you know, and not not just, oh, my ex-husband did it. So let me do it. I would like her to be, oh, I really love the team and I want the team to win. I've grown very fond of the team and this is my baby now. You know what I mean? Yeah. The ex-husband, you know, I, I don't like that part. Nathan is very nasty. I can't see anything good happening to him. If he doesn't change his attitude and learning to embrace the opportunity that he has, he yeah. wanted the opportunity. Now you have it. So why do you have to, you know, why do you have to lead with negativity? Right. Everything out of his mouth is nasty to everybody around him and everything. Yeah. So, um, uh, but then as far as Ted Lasso himself, um, Ted Lasso, you know, just seems a little brokenhearted. You know, when his son referred to uh, a, a person as mommy's friend, a mm -hmm. male as mommy's friend, well, he, you know, that was just sort of, whoa, drop the mic, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it was, yeah, he still hadn't come to terms with, look, you know, you and mommy are no longer together, so mommy can do whatever she wants to do. Mm -hmm. Ted Lasso is just really coming to that realization because apparently it had never dawned on him before that, you know, hey, you know, that's an ex-wife. That's not a current wife. That's an right. ex-wife. So um, I enjoyed it very much. You know, the writers are still doing their thing. Certain parts of it I could have done without. Certain analogies that they sort of acted out, I could have yeah. done without. But yeah. um, uh, but all in all, really, really very good. Really still top shelf. 
Yeah, yeah, I you know, I love Ted Lasso. Um the like you said the the writing and the acting is is, you know, is on point. Um so I'm interested to see what's going to happen with the characters moving forward. Oh my, and you forgot to mention Sharon, the therapist. She she oh, showed yeah. up. She at the had beginning. a good point and I loved her. Oh, I loved her. But story. I think she will continue based on, you know, what happened with Ted Lasso. Oh, yeah, that he's going yeah, to need to talk he, to somebody. He's going to, he's going to need his therapist. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. And I like that. I like right. that. I like her part. I like her effectiveness. I like her manner. You know, I, I just liked her all the way around. Well, my quick and question. I like that she oh. has time for herself. Is she also? We we uh, got a little peep into her life, and we know that she makes time for herself. Right. She's about just work. So right. that that was which cool. I which I think she wasn't doing before. I think she yeah, made yeah. progress. Uh, yeah. I wanted to ask you my this quick question. Do you think that they should have a love interest for Ted Lasso now? Yes. Because it seemed like, yes. you know, where's his love yes. interest? Yes. I think, I think he had maybe one hookup the whole Yeah, I, I think I, so. I, just, I think I think he's gonna fall into uh a situation that's gonna work out for him. I think he's gonna fall into that. I think he, you know, because he's he's outgoing, he's friendly, and he's and he's lonesome. Yeah. And so I think he's going to, and I think the fact that the mom has a friend, mm -hmm. I think he's going to stop and say, well, now, wait a minute. We really are divorced. We really, you know, have our lives and, you know, I can't be concerned with this all the time. I'm thinking that it might be Rebecca, but I don't know. That might be a long shot, but let's just see. Because Rebecca has been, you know, you know, she had one entanglement there or semi-entanglement that was just, you know. Oh, well, with one of the players. Right. That's what I mean. Was, yeah. Which you, you didn't you didn't really see a future in that. Yeah. You know? No. So let's just see how it goes. Yeah. Let's yeah. Let's just see how it goes. But yeah, Ted Lasso needs a, a love interest. He needs somebody in his life. Heck yeah. Whatever, whoever it is. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, my another premiere um, was, of course, Power Book Two Ghosts. And um, oh, gosh, I don't even really know. Um, there was a lot of stuff going on in there, obviously, with Tariq. Um, you know, I guess this fast forward Tariq is, you know, out and about. But now the people are, um, you know, Mecca it was a Mecca, right? People are coming back because they want to um, somebody has to replace Mecca. Because Mecca was a big earner for uh, this woman, and I don't oh even remember her gosh. name. And, and, and they, Mecca's voice is a horror. She is terrible. Oh she is so terrible. Oh. I don't know how that's going to work. And you know, and he was a CI. Obviously, she didn't even realize that. You yeah. know, it's, um, it's just uh, so so. It's a, it's a lot. And then we find out uh, towards the end that Effie is a CI, and we find out that Lauren is still alive. And so that right. was good because I was worried that Effie really was just pure evil. Um, yeah, but me too. I, I was thinking she was just so carried away with Tariq. You know, she just didn't know what was going what on. Was going on right, right. Yeah, but so, apparently, apparently, she's more woke than we thought she was, which yeah. I love. Yeah, which so, I which I really love, and she couldn't bring herself to to get rid of what's her name, Lauren. Lauren, yeah, yeah, she couldn't bring herself to do that, which was wonderful. Which yeah. I. I was very happy about that because Tariq, we know he's soulless. 
He's soulless. Oh. He's conscienceless. Uh, you know, he's just nothing. No conscience, no soul, no nothing. He's another know? one that's just not likable. Like ghosts, for whatever he's reason, was just a lot more likable. He's absolutely unlikable. Ghosts, you felt in him whatever he was doing. You felt like he was tormented by it. You felt like it bothered him. And, and I mean, he still brought himself to do vile things, but it seemed as if he was hurt because he was doing the things and right. then he was trying to figure a way to stop. He was right. trying to figure a way to get out of it. And know? he would never kill his son, his daughter, his no. best friend. But, he would, but, he just know, wouldn't do that. No, and, and, and but Tariq, Tariq is a different kind of monster. Yeah. And then Tariq thinks he's so smart and 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 he has no loyalty to anyone. He's disrespectful and nasty and uncaring toward everyone. Everyone. Yeah. It's not like he just had uh the, you know, some hostility toward his father. He right. seemed to be, you know, just basically nasty toward everyone. He yeah. mentioned his sister and his mother, but I don't know what that even is. And we haven't seen, uh, what's the name? Notori. Notori, well, Notori is uh, pregnant, so I don't know yeah. if she's going to yeah. make any, you know, well, appearances on here. Uh, so I don't know. I just, like, to me, um, I, I don't know. I like raising Kane. Mary J is not that really? likable in here. Oh, Monet is terrible. Oh, oh my she's goodness. just she's oh, terrible. You yeah, kill your father. Monet kill your father. Nice. And what and happened? that's it's to Kane to kill your father. Yeah. And he's just that's the I don't know, Ma. I think Kane there's something is just with the miscasting on this. But you know, he does a good acting job, but uh I don't know. He played Bobby Brown. Yeah, well, Kane, yeah, well, Kane is Kane is just in this. Kane is just a, a fool. Right, right. He's just a crude fool, you know, just crude and foolish all the way around. The daughter uh, is a little bit different. The daughter mm -hmm. seems to be trying to play both men ends against the middle. Diana, really, right? Yeah, Diana doesn't really want to be involved with it and would like to escape it if she could. And then if she has to be involved, she wants it to minimize it and sort of just dip her feet in and keep herself clean. She doesn't want to jump all in. She is not with that gangster B mentality, behavior, nothing about it. She wants to go away and live on that campus and, and go to school and, right? Oh, she, yeah. Oh, for she sure. Really, she wants all that to happen. She's not, you know, uh, the daughter who's saying, no, I want to be like, ma, I want to, no, never mind school. I can make this money now. You know, she is not that person. Oh, no. She's not that person. She, she's not the female cane, you know. And oh, then, no. And then what's his name? Pro Drew. They just recruited him. Yeah. Him into, he just was not that at all. No. Not but they just I don't know that uh, he's supposed to be the brains is that what well, the whole thing well, is well yeah. you know I guess he's the best educated I guess among those three he would be but oh man that mother Mary Mary boy I don't know that's a rough role Mary that's a rough role it's a, it's a rough role yeah yeah Okay, so my, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, it's still, you know, I really do enjoy it. Um, but out of the, you know, well, I guess now we don't even Tommy. He'll be back. Um, I like raising Canaan, raising Canaan better than um Power Book Two Ghosts, but I still enjoy it. But there's just so many characters in Power Book Two that I don't like. 
Yeah. Um, and I yeah. think that's an issue. And, I, and you know, Mary and Mary is uh, a pretty, pretty decent with her acting. I just don't like her character. Oh, her yeah. Character. Yeah. I, Mary Jane does a good job. Yeah. She does a very good job. She just, mm -hmm. is, she just is that nasty person. Yeah. Um, the only time I, I've seen her show any real sentiment Zeke. that wasn't self-serving was about her son. Her son. Yeah. But yeah, not the other yeah. ones. Only that, no, only no, that the one. one that died. The yeah. one that died. Oh, who's yeah. that? Her son Zeke. or her that, that was the son. son. That yeah, was the son. Okay. Remember, yeah. remember he turned. We know so many switching rooms going on here son. about the fraternity yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah. But um, that's the only time I've I've seen her show uh, any real emotion within this, you know, within the scope of her character. Yeah. You know, she just, you know, she's having a real difficult time dealing with the death of her son. You know, so mm -hmm. we shall see. But I think Mary's doing a very good job. But among oh, yeah. I'm. You among the you know all the different series, uh, rock has got it. Rock, rock yeah. kills them all. Rock kills them. You know, right? So, um, yeah, yeah, and uh, but does. they're good. But in general, the whole family, you know, of them, the whole family, them, you know, you you will want to watch very right. entertaining. You know, so uh, kudos to you know hats off to Fifty and everybody connected to it. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay, what else is going on, daughter? Okay, um, couple things since we were since we were talking about fifty, uh, my I, I, we kind of alluded to this where uh, it was on Twitter where um, young Miami was trending because she was facing a lot of criticism for her poor, um, her alleged poor acting job on BMF, and people were accusing fifty of hiring his friends, um, you know, putting them in roles that maybe they didn't really earn or deserve. Uh, do you think this is out of pocket or on the money? And in particular, Young Miami and Lala were the two. Okay. But especially okay. Young Miami. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What do you mean out of pocket for him to do it or for them to criticize? The criticism. The criticism from Twitter. And you know, this is uh, black Twitter. No, no. It's not out of pocket. But it's also not out of pocket for him to put his friends in roles. I'm sure he's got a lot of his friends in roles. But what, but what his one mistake was is putting them in roles that they aren't good in. Okay. Okay. That's that's the thing. And and listen, I ain't trying to say nothing, but I think 50 and them will straighten that out. They have so many good, strong characters in these movies, you know. They can, mm -hmm. you know, everybody's not gonna be everybody's not gonna be a, a, a. Mm -hmm. Some people are not gonna be good, you mm -hmm. know. So uh overall, I could see if he had so many duds that it was just destroying his whole product. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's not the case. That's not the case. They yeah. have relatively minor roles. Lala is a little bit more than it needs to be, mm -hmm. but they have relatively, you know, supporting minor supporting roles and hardly my young Miami hardly said anything, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, that that's good. That's, that's nice to put his friends in things, but those just happen to be friends who just are miscast and, and, or can't act period. I'm not sure which one it is. Right. That's right. yes, it's, it's, it's cool either way. Well, I, I listen, I think that, you know, we have the right maybe, to criticize and he has the right to do it. I I'm think sorry, sweetie, that's it. No, no, I was going to say, I think that maybe those aren't the roles for them. Um, and yeah. I think that, you know, that could be an issue. And then second, 
you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of talent out there um, who deserve, you know, a, a second look, a second and third look for some of these roles. And, right. you, know, um, you know, maybe Lala and Young Miami will be best served in other roles because they absolutely so Uh, yeah maybe or you know maybe not whatever but I think I think it's basically good of him to to put his friends in roles not put his friends in roles when they can't do the job but I think it's good of him to yeah I think that's good that's one of the you know things that I can say about 50 that's good you know but don't just put them in roles that they may not be qualified for but I'll leave that alone well that's a process yeah you know that's a process he has to you know see and see how they're received because sometimes people you know the way you see it and the way they're received because don't forget they're your friends so you're right you know so that's true um so yeah you know but it's a legitimate it's legitimate for people to voice their opinions whatever they are and it's legitimate for him to want to hook up his friends a, a bit Okay. You know, you know, either either way, um, you know, I am happy that they're working and making money, um, maybe in different roles. So, yeah, you know, just okay. the same, like I said, the same way he has those who, you know, didn't necessarily do such an outstanding job. He has some the rest of them, almost all of them are doing such a smoking job, do such good jobs, you yeah. know, so, you know, so that's why we tune in. That's why his programs are, you know, popular. Yeah. Okay, so let's segue into another person who's been in the news lately. And uh, one reason is because, you know, he announced recently that he is retiring as a stylist and that's Law Roach. Uh, But this story is a little bit different, Ma. So Law Roach uh, reacted to a story that Priyanka Chopra Jonas told about an incident where an individual made her cry for saying she was she wasn't sample size for context last week Priyanka revealed the sample size which is zero to four comment at her panel at South by Southwest Film Festival someone told me yesterday that I wasn't sample size Uh, I was hurt and I discussed it with my family and so she said I cried to my husband and my team and I felt really bad about the fact that I'm not sample size and that's a problem apparently and most of us are not. And so you know some people try to say that this is an example of body shaming and um you know La, La Roche was her stylist he is her ex stylist now. So she didn't name any names but it was the implication that it was him and La Roche went on to say he was hurt by it and you know that kind of pretty much that they were trying to throw his name into it and it wasn't him that said that he never had that conversation and he has always styled women of all different sizes and when Lizzo and I uh, believe that her I I believe that her right I know that to be true right and and he also said that Prinko was always just very lovely to be around and she had that it very few people that have that it factor about them right and so and he feels that like Maybe some of her agents or some of her people were trying to, you know, they were saying things and try to put it, yeah. put it on him. So yeah. what, are your, what are your thoughts about this, Ma? What well, I don't have a lot of this thought about it, but I think- Her he, gatekeepers. Yeah. Have- I did, what what I have to say about that is that uh, I'm glad that uh, LaRoche, you know, responded the way he did. And then that's it. I don't think there's anything else much to do about nothing. And, you know, maybe in the future she'll name whoever said it, uh, you know, or not. I don't know. But I think it's much to do about nothing. And if I felt uncomfortable with anybody that I am paying, and I don't care who they are, if I am paying you and I feel uncomfortable working with you, you then you go. Mm-hmm. It's just that simple. There's nothing else to it. 
if I feel uncomfortable working with you and I am paying you, now, if you are paying me and I feel uncomfortable, well, maybe I'll make some adjustments depending on the circumstances. But if I'm paying you, then you're just no longer, you're no longer my employee. That's all. I mean, I don't see a big thing and about And what about that. this whole thing about body shaming or- I mean, really I mean, come on, I, come on. We have, you know, ad nauseum, we're talking about that. You should not be trying to shame anybody over anything, how they look, what they do, how they- I don't act. believe Laura Roach did anything like that. He did I not. Just, I've yeah. already said that. I yeah. definitely do not believe that. No, I know it to be true that he is styled for all different size women, for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. And a heck of a lot bigger than she is. Mm -hmm. Okay. So no, no, you know, I don't think he said it. I don't think she intended to imply he said it. I think that's someone who just came to that conclusion on their own. You know, I well, don't think, you know, and, and obviously my, at this stage of the game, you know, I have you know, my issues and stuff too, cause I'm just thinking about the stuff. But if somebody told me that I'm not sample size, like, I, okay. Yeah, you You brought this up and you all right. All right. As much okay. ado about nothing. All right, Ma. Let's move on to uh another segment we haven't done in a while. Full price okay. premium or matinee. Okay. okay. So first show, Ma, is I don't know if you heard of this show, it's on Peacock right now, Queen's Court, the reality show starring Tamar Braxton, Evelyn Lozado, Nivea. Um, and obviously, oh, with uh, the help of Holly Robinson, Pete and and Rodney Robinson, Pete, the Queens hold court in Atlanta where they meet 21 eligible men vying for their hearts. Will you be watching this, Ma? No. And just want to let you know, Ma, we know that two of them, Evelyn Lozado and Tamar Braxton, are reportedly engaged to two of the men that made it to the finale. I will not be watching. So out of pocket, it was not something out of pocket. Full price, premium, or matinee. Now you know. So it's see, so see, it's, see. it's it's matinee. It's matinee, but see, I'm looking for that fourth choice. Skip all together. Skip all together. Okay. Skip all together. I would not be together. watching them. I would not be watching okay. them. No. Yeah. Not even because of the silliness of the show, but because Tamar and Evelyn. No. Yeah. Yeah. That that and, takes that takes a lot away from the show. Yeah. Yeah. And do you know Nivea Ma? Nivea uh has uh, a child with uh little Wayne and um she had a few kids with the dream and she was a singer. She had a, a, a few kids kid. with them. She I mean they were they yeah, she did have a few kids. They they were married. She oh, did okay. marry she did marry the dream. Um, so yeah, but anyway, I'll leave that alone. Um, I'm, I'm kind of with you on this. Yeah. Not really. Interested it. In it. Yeah. Mm -mm. I may, I may have watched it if they had some unknown people that we aren't used to seeing running up and down with Tom, Dick and Harry, but not those. No. Okay. And, so and I've seen, I've seen both of them in action and I don't like Tamar and I don't like Evelyn Lozado. They are not, when I say I don't like them, I don't like the characters that I see them portraying on TV because I don't know the real we, them, right. but I know what I see, but they're not people that I find interesting or, you know, in any way appealing. So, nope, okay. we'll not be watching it. Okay. You know, I, I'm in agreement with you. I would just say, I hope that as they've gotten older, that they have matured. That's all I have to say. 
Um, next is Drake. Now, I don't think they matured because if they had, I don't think they'd be doing this show. But anyway, go next ahead. is Drake. So my a lot of people were upset on Twitter because supposedly Drake's tickets for like the you know the nosebleeds, the upper yeah. seats were supposed to be six sixty nine dollars, but most people seem to only find the cheapest starting at two hundred going up to five thousand dollars mom now this is not even would you pay full price a matinee or um what is the other one or a premium would you how much would you pay to see drake perform he hasn't performed live in about four years and he's going to be i think with 21 savage nothing like judge mabley says nothing (laughs) nothing Drake is not one of my people. I'm sorry. Now, if you say Kendrick Lamar, if you even said Tommen, if you said, um, oh, what's my name? J. Cole. You know, I do certain ones that I would really like to see, really yeah. enjoy. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Drake is not, you know, you know, he has some things with some good beats, but I'm not feeling Drake the person. I'm not feeling any sincerity or connectedness between him and his uh, uh, rap, you know, no. Okay. I don't like him. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like him. I don't like what I see of him as a person. I don't okay. like him. Okay. No, skip him. I would see Drake at a premium level. I would not, even though I'm not as big of a fan anymore, I've just seen him not be the person that I thought he was going to be, even though I don't know him. Um, but just some of the things that I've seen him do publicly, I just don't, uh, yeah. So Nope. Definitely not. Maybe more so. Maybe maybe more so a matinee at this point. Um, Okay. And finally, Ma, um, you know that Ben Affleck's uh, film that he directed, uh, Air, about, you know, Nike, uh, debuted at the South by Southwest Film Festival uh, just a couple of days ago. And it had a long standing ovation. Okay. Um, Michael Jordan gave it the okay, even though he does not appear in it. He okay. he gave Ben Affleck his blessing to do this film, and he did not want to be in it. But one of the things that he said, he had a couple of little things that he, you know, said that in order, you know, he would agree. Michael to Jordan it. said one of the Michael Jordan one of the one okay. of the things that Michael Jordan conditions that Michael Jordan said for Ben Affleck in order for him to do this story about Nike was that he cast. Viola Davis as, as his mother. mother. Okay. All so, right. with that knowledge, uh, are you going to see this and for how much would you do? Full price, premium, or matinee? Uh, I might see it at matinee. I might see that matinee price. Yeah. Why, why, so, why so low, Ma? Well, because, like, you know, I mean, Viola is in it, which would make me go see it at all. Mm-hmm. Other than that, why should I go see it? Michael's not in it. Don't you want to see Ben Affleck and uh, Matt Damon? No, I don't want to see Matt Damon ever, period, <laughs> in anything. But Ben Affleck, I like, and I, but I'll see him in something else. He's all around. I'll see him running up and down with J-Lo or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'll see him around. I, I think I've seen every last movie he's made. You know, the most recent ones I don't recall because I see so many, but I'm, I'm sure I see him in like everything he makes. Yeah. And this, well, he directed this. So this is yeah. his fifth Yeah, but, but he probably is. I, I've seen him like in just about everything he's done. 
you know. Yeah. Now so, that he's I mean, explained. So I mean, I'm not clamoring to see him again, is all I'm saying. My, now that he's explained himself and that he's had the blessing of Michael Jordan, um, I will I would pay premium price to go see it. You know. Oh, good. Oh, well, that's nice. I, like I said, matinee. Okay. You know, Michael's about the money, so I don't know. You know, I don't know what that is. Okay. That yeah. you know, Michael's about the money. You know, but, but you and also, I'm sure, and I'm pretty sure they're going to be praising Michael because uh, you know he built that whole Air Jordan brand. Yes. So I'm pretty sure they're not going to be maligning Michael. You know, well, I we'll talk about it on the next another episode. We didn't okay. mention that um, there is a possibility that Michael Jordan may sell his majority stock in the the, the Charlotte uh, and you know his North Carolina Charlotte team. Oh yeah, um, why and to whom? Uh, to the um, minority owners, and we don't know exactly why. Um, I don't know, and I don't think it's a good idea, just in general, because there will be no black owners um in the NBA, um, not at this time. And LeBron James cannot be an owner as he is a current player, yeah, and does player. and I, yeah. So I don't know. Um, well, yeah. let's let's just hope that's a big rumor. Well, that's what they're saying. Um, okay. So what do you think about that? And I don't I, know why I can't I mean, I I really, say Charlotte Hornets. I, I don't, know I don't know a lot about it. I don't know why. And I, you know. You don't want to comment on it. So you no, no, not yet. Let me see what's going on and, you know, what his thinking is. And if, they, if even if it's valid, I don't even really know that, you know. Let's see okay. how that goes. Right? Okay. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. Right. Okay. Um. So let's talk about uh the reality show that everyone is always talking about, um, Married at First Sight, Ma. So Chris and Nicole this uh, episode. So I don't really know what to say uh, about Chris and Nicole. They seem to be simpatico. Um, there didn't really seem to be any issues. Nicole was running her mouth. Um, you know, buttoning to everybody's. You know, giving advice. I think that anybody on the show um qualifies to give advice even the experts <laughs> well the experts are the least qualified among all of them <laughs> they are the worst i'm gonna say this i think they can all give each other advice you know i think they can all because i think they can see each other's you know, issues and flaws and and strengths and weaknesses and so on and so forth. I think they can all give each other advice. But now, are they willing to take the advice and take the advice as constructive criticism? I don't know. But I think they can all look at each other and advise each other. Uh -huh. You got me? Uh -huh. But can they, uh, can they heal their own wounds? I don't know. <laughs> Okay, I don't know about that part, but I think they can all give each other advice. I don't think that Nicole is in any superior position to be saying anything to anybody. But that's she was giving cool. everybody advice. Like it was well, like that's a, just a, a round that's just her mouth. That's just she's just talking. That doesn't mean that she has anything uh any more experience or her advice is any more legitimate than anybody else's. I think that's just her way of being busybody-ish, you know. They used to call him busybody, you know, and that's all she's doing. But I think they can all do that because, you know, Amani was like that. Remember Amani and Woody? 
Yeah, but that was yeah. Well, but yeah, but but the only thing, but they had a, they did they still together. They're still you together, know, and they had a kid, and, and, and yeah, know. yeah. So they did have real good advice, but she kind of played that role of trying to find out and trying to get them together, and kind of she her role was even more active because she actually tried to get people to make up and get them together, whereas Nicole was just running her mouth. You know, uh, Amani was just running her mouth too, but on a, she was meeting with them one on one and Ma, sharing things. She had, they had, Nicole had bad advice. She sent, uh, but we'll, we'll Nicole, go into Nicole it. has very bad advice. Well, yeah, let, let, let's, let's, let's go she on had, to that. She, she had very bad advice because you know why? Oh, let me tell you the big difference. Mm -hmm. They weren't confiding in Nicole. They were confiding in Amani. That's okay. the, that's that's the real the difference. big difference. Yeah. yeah. Let me make that clear. Let me put that out there. Amani just wasn't running her mouth being a busybody. They were sharing it. They were sharing information with her. They, you know, like to talk to her, whatever. Nicole was just, you know, hearing things in the group and, boom, you know, that kind of thing. And that kind of thing they can all do. Because when they get together as a group, they're supposed to share, you know, they do ask each other questions. Like I said, but as far as any of them having any superior advice, good advice to give, I haven't seen that from any of them. Clinton, Gina, ma. Clinton, Gina, I, I'm just going to say congenial. Congenial Clinton and, and, and Gina, okay? Mm -hmm. I don't know that it means anything. I don't know that they're clicking on any level, but I know that guess what? They have been behaving accordingly. They have yeah. been behaving very well. I haven't heard any more all this excess nastiness and hostility. They've been going out. They've been doing things. They've been going for their, uh, you know, tastings and, you know, going all through uh, where they go, the mountains. They went mountain climbing and they went yeah. a beautiful stream. You know, they've been, you know, they've been having, sharing nice time together yeah. that we see on camera. It seems to be a friendship, but you never know what can develop from that. But I just, well, I don't well, see a, a strong romantic connection I, I don't what? see I don't they're see behaving strong, like adults <laughs> I don't see a strong physical connection mm -hmm. uh but I see a strong development of a friendship yeah and and believe me baby you, if your partner is nothing else they better be your friend you yeah I don't be see friend. them being together I don't know if they're gonna I don't know if they're gonna pass the sexual attraction test right. i don't know if they're going to pass that test though right we know okay. we need to, we need to see a lot more from them than we've seen so far but they're acting very they're acting 10 times or thousand times better than they were in the beginning but to so. me but to me that's the least you should do because you agreed to do an eight-week show so to me, if you can't do anything else, if you're not, you know, if it's not all about the, you know, the sex and the this and the that, let it be about, let me try to get to know you. I might be wrong. Let me see what this experiment is. Cause I might be wrong. I might be judging you prematurely. There might be things that I find that I value in you that I hadn't found in anyone else. You know, we don't know people's needs. We know, well, we know sex is a physical need at some point, mm -hmm. but we don't know people's priorities you know so okay. i think they do i think they're doing it just right i think they're doing it right even if they know they aren't that physically attracted i think they're doing it right so okay so moving on daughter who else uh shack and kirsten and so i don't really know what to say about them except shack is just kind of sick of kirsten's 
whining and complaining and neediness. Um, and that's starting to show um, in his behavior towards her, Ma. What, what are your Good. thoughts on them? Good. I think the pendulum swings back and forth. Okay. You can't keep pushing it in one direction and think it's going to stay there. It's going to go back in the other direction because that's just nature. That's how it is. She has been very distant and very cold from him, almost to the point that she didn't ma didn't matter to her if she publicly humiliated him. Right. She can't kiss and this and that. She got two lips. She can do something with him, you know. And I and yeah, I'm not even talking about the tongue. No, I meant kissing. Okay. I don't so, so, but anyway, <laughs> and, and, or, or whatever they choose to do. Okay, yeah. I'll say that. But yeah. I'll say this. Now he's not the, the falling out all over her and this and that, you know, uh, uh, now she can't handle it. To me, uh, it's not, he's not supposed to be angry and vindictive, but he's supposed to be true to himself. And that means if he's not really feeling her right now and he's disappointed, is not feeling very close to her right now, then that's what he's supposed to convey. Right. He's not supposed to, in my opinion, pretend, oh, I'm just getting back at you. He's not just getting back at her because she did it. He's getting back at her because he genuinely felt, I told you he was not a fool, okay, whatever else. He genuinely right. assessed it for what it was and felt a level of rejection and it felt a level of her insulting him. Right. You know, and, and so this is the response you get. How many people you going to insult and keep on doing it for several weeks? And, you know, and then they just going to be falling out all over you every minute. You I mean, how long are you going to get that? No, you're right. And, and the better sense a person has, the less of that behavior you're going to get. Yeah. You know? And so, like I said, Shaq never came across as a foolish man to me. So how long was he going to act foolish? You know, how long was that going to be before he didn't say, well, wait a minute. This is just a kiss. This is just basic stuff. Come on. You know, how long was that going to last? Well, I don't and, know. And I'm glad. And I'm glad because that means to me, he respects himself. Yeah. You know, so I'm glad, you know, oh, not that, you know, he he's not doing anything abusive to her. He's just not going out of his way to be accommodating to her for, to, for her to, you know, reject him and give him her arse to kiss. Right. Yeah. I listen. I don't. I don't know how I feel. Uh, well, I do know how I feel about this couple. I also am not really, you know, so fond of their, um, you know, relationship. I like. I like Shaq, and I don't think that Kirsten came into the series into into the show with a mature view of what a marriage is supposed to be. And I don't think she's be, authentic anyway. Yeah, I, I, I just really don't buy her. It can't be. Oh, I'm cute, so you're just supposed to fawn over me and do whatever I say. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. cute people come a dime a dozen. Oh, yeah. You know, gotta yeah. find one who's going to give yeah. you truly loving. That's yeah. it. You know. No, I'm not. I just I, I don't really have much faith in this. I like that. I like that Shaq is standing up to her. We'll see I'm what happens. Too. You know, me you too. never know. But I like yeah. that he's you know putting yeah. his foot down. That's and, right. And finally, my the worst couple, and I'm just really just sick of it. A Jasmine and Aries. Jasmine, just go on, like just Jasmine. get away from him. Oh, Aries. Jasmine, how many times are you going to present yourself to the public, and the first words out of your mouth is, "My husband's not attracted to me." 
but I'm very attracted to him every week since this show came on. She has made that pronouncement every single week. Yeah. So the only thing I can say is this, and when him, oh, she just should feel lucky and bow down because he enters the room. She just right. better feel lucky that he's even there because he's God's gift. I'm so sick of them. What is she I'm so attracted to? What, what, I don't understand what she's attracted to. Like what I see physically and what I think most people see, we wouldn't even understand it. And then put that on top of everything, his behavior towards her. Absolutely. He is an almost 40-year-old man and he's acting like he's 19. He's 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 like a an immature teenager. Yeah. So, you know, just bad, just bad. Jasmine, girl, hold your head up and just say, look, if it's not him, it's not him. You no. know, and I don't even think he's all all what he thinks he is. Well, obviously he's not what he thinks he is, but he's like he's Mr. Lover Man and he's done this and he's done that. I bet you he is a one big disaster. <laughs> I bet he's one big disappointment. Not big disappointment. I bet he's one big little disappointment. I bet that's what he is. I bet you. I bet you. He's not it. Come on, get out of here. She's not this. She's not that. Yeah. Oh, I think but it, I think she I think deep down he's actually intimidated. He probably but is he, intimidated. She's, by her. she's in very good physical condition, you know. Yeah. And has a very lovely figure, you know. Yeah. So I'm quite sure. No, he's not. He's used to people who are vulnerable because they have real other type of esteem problems. And she may have some type of esteem problem too, but it's not attached to her physical appearance. Well, you got me? It, yeah. Well, it's something wrong with his uh, mental, uh, you know, his mental health and the way he talks to her and. Uh, Oh, Jasmine. Okay. So and I, that, I don't know. And that she accepts it. Jasmine, come on. I'm, I'm getting, you know, uh, echoings of Paige. Right. You know, not that extreme, not that ridiculous. Well, she, Paige was having sex, either, yeah. either that's yeah. good or bad. I don't know. Yeah. What, well, you what, know. Yeah, you, you know, you know what? Good point. Good point. Because she's not even having that because, oh, he just ain't feeling it. It seemed like uh, the other Chris didn't mind whatever he was feeling. He was going with it. <laughs> I don't know if he would take her out in the daylight, but he was going with it in the dark. That's for sure. And I guess maybe that's what made her stay. Maybe that's why she was always smiling. She's always happy to see him. Oh, Chris. Oh, Chris. I don't mind. Jasmine is not smiling. She's not. No, she is never smiling and neither is he. That's why I think he's a big dud. Because I yeah. think if he had all that going, he'd be happy to let it out. Yeah, maybe you're right, Mom. Maybe something is not, maybe something is a little off in the bedroom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You never know. You no. never, never know. No. All right, so, Ma. I'll see. I need you to tell me three things that made you smile. The sun, the stars, and the moon. Okay, uh, number one for me is Usher for continuing to trend on Twitter for killing it on his Vegas residency. Oh, we got to stop by L.A. We got to stop by there. Well, it's not L.A., my Vegas. Oh, Vegas. I keep saying L.A. We got to stop by Vegas on our way back. Okay, (laughs) number... 
don't think that's gonna happen. But whatever you say, Bob. Number <laughs> number two, Tyler Perry, Diddy, and Byron Allen are all bidding on on uh, owning BET. Now, BET. BET. Yeah. Now yeah. we don't know if they are trying to do a co uh, ownership. Or if they are trying to go at it alone. Majority, yeah, majority right. ownership, majority right. minority ownership. Right. right. However, mm -hmm. they want it black owned. And so they are going after it. So, you know, I want to say, right. you know, kudos right. to them. And then finally, my, this is really bad and petty. Please forgive me. Tyra Banks is leaving Dancing with the Stars so that she can focus on her personal business. So Good. I'm happy for or both on both ends that she. I leaving. think Dancing with the Stars was off the air. It's on Disney, ma. Oh, they oh Disney picked it up. It's been it was on Disney last season. Oh well, whatever. I thought it was going. I know Tyra was going. That's no, she was still on there last. Oh, season. okay. Oh no, but I knew she was leaving. I mean, no, I did. I knew she was leaving. Uh, but I thought she was leaving just because she was unpopular. Well, that's probably. <laughs> That's what I thought. You know, I what? Think, you know, as pretty as Tyra is and everything, I did not like those outfits I saw her wearing. It looked like she was in um, Mad Max. And you know, those old things that she had on all this gear, like it was like, a, what do you call these men that wear these iron armor and all that? Like, you know, I mean, that's how it Soldiers? Like. I don't know. Yeah, old soldiers from, a, you know, from back in the, you know, thousands of years ago. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I didn't like her outfits. And, and you know, she's not the most petite woman. Oh, my goodness. It just really was very unbecoming. I'm like, Tyra, why are you wearing these type clothes? Oh, God, you know? Ma, I can't. I didn't, I didn't like her outfits, you know. I Ma, did not, is, there, you is know? there anything you want to tell people before we go? We talked a lot. I want to tell everybody to take care of themselves, stay woke, keep an eye on the news, and fight the good fight. And make sure that you have your, your rights are observed. And if you see your rights being encroached upon, your right to, to love who you want to, to read what you want to, to vote when you want to, then become active and let your voice be heard. Okay? And you can check our website. And we have some, some uh, contacts, some links, and so forth. If you would like to become involved, if you would like to become an activist, you know, we do. Ma, I think... I think that's on my uh, recognition website. Okay, well, whatever website is on. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's on the website you put it on, daughter. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, um, you know, so just everybody, please stay woke and we have to fight for our democracy. Yes. And don't sleep on people who are trying to take your rights away from you. Don't sleep on people. We are not going back. Okay, you can't you can't uh you know unring the bell, okay? Okay. So all right, everybody. No, no, I love I love um you know your words of advice and um of encouragement. And of course, like Ma said, you know, you can go to another website. Um I think that's the recognition MT site to find out where you can help locally. Um and also guys, of course, go to uh the and um you know just kind of check everything out go to the etsy shop uh the, the bambushi happy hour shop and email us at info at bambushihappyhour.com make sure you are following us on all social media platforms whether it's twitter uh facebook or instagram at the bambushi happy hour and also all things for you 
guys, we really appreciate you. We appreciate the comments. Continue with them. Um, and we'll be talking to you soon. Uh, and just everybody be safe. Bye. Bye. Thank you.